Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Tremble the Horror Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Steven Taylor. How are you two doing? Good. Doing okay. Doing okay. On a haunted connection, but doing okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm using a VPN so that nobody can find my location, because you know that, that would have been a smart move uh, in this movie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we have a special guest this week. The Internet's BFF. Dan Nichols. How's it going, Dan? Hey, everybody. Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm in my happy place here with the three of you. This is going to be so much fun. Hell yeah. Tremble in the Danimal. Oh, I like it. I'll take it. I will proudly accept that. I need to cut that out and just put a bunch of sound effects over that. Like, just... (laughs) Some hype horns. Yeah. Like, Like, at least 50 sound effects. If not, oh. <laughs> I love the it. morning food. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, thank you again for having me. This is, oh, this is so thanks exciting. for joining us. It's always great having you on. And uh, there's even mm-hmm. times where I'm watching a movie that is like not the greatest. I'm like, what? At least we get to talk about it with Dan. So you know what? It's like <laughs> it, it, it's a saving factor for a lot of movies. That's for sure. Oh. <laughs> but it helps that this movie is not terrible question mark i mean it's uh maybe not highbrow but it's it's something yeah. um we're here to talk about unfriended dark web uh which a sequel to the original unfriended uh not like you would have needed to know that or have seen unfriended because i don't think it really matters um but yeah unfriended dark web the official summary of the movie, when a teen finds a laptop with a cache of hidden files, he and his friend discovered that the previous owner has <laughs> access to the dark web and is watching over them. I didn't realize the dude was a teen because he looks like he's in his 30s at least. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that description sounds uh, like incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's old enough, <laughs> guy old enough to have kids in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, I, I mean, I could maybe buy that he was like college age, but there's no way this guy was was you know a freaking teenager so i don't know i call shenanigans unfriended dark web <clears throat> um but uh yeah this, this movie was something uh i think the first time i watched it i absolutely hated it and i don't know why i saw on letterbox i gave it like half a star out of five so i really... <laughs> watched it i'm like i don't know what it was maybe i was in a mood that day or something but i was just like oh no there's it's it's not that level of bad i mean it's maybe not a great movie but it's uh certainly not half a star out of five levels of bad so um but uh yeah dan you're a guest when was the first time hey. you watched unfriended dark web well you know i've actually seen this movie multiple times i i might even wow. i rewatched it i've rewatched it last night um uh, just, just so it's fresh in my mind, and I think that might have been—I kid you not—maybe the fourth time that I saw it. Mm. Uh, but the f- the first was 
I think it's whatever, you know, I'm so, sorry to cop to this on, on, uh, on record here, but I'm pretty sure I torrented it because I had heard about it. And I was like, this looks like this is not going to be good at all. Um, so uh, whenever it became like available on Blu-ray and there's like a good rip, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think I did that. Um, and I actually remember that it was back when people could travel and my wife was out of town without me and I watched it. And it was short, and I remember liking it so much that I watched it again. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I don't. I did then. Maybe don't take that as as gospel. That could just be the effect of being alone and uh, riding multiple highs, like just just tons of tons of sugar in my system and and, and, <laughs> and just like lots of candy all around. But uh, yeah. That was the first time. Never forget your first time with uh, Unfriended Dark Web. No. <laughs> it's a tale you're going to tell your children until the end of time. <laughs> um, it's actually funny because I, I was browsing the Wikipedia page and I saw there was an official website. And I shit you not, I clicked on the website. Let's see. And it's this very foreboding account suspended. And it looks like some kind of like crazy ass shit you would see in the movie. It's it's funny. I, I'm pretty sure it's because the domain probably just expired. But it's just kind of funny though. It's like, oh, <laughs> the unfriended dark page got uh, suspended. Um, Taylor, what was the first time you watched this movie? Um, I want to say I might be misremembering, but I want to say it was on a streaming service at some point, um, and I watched it there. Otherwise, I probably ended up doing the same thing that Dan did, and I. <laughs> Downloaded a copy of it, but um, because I think I had watched the first one, and I mean, I'm just a found footage like any any movie with technology like this is always going to be interesting to me, regardless of how terrible it is, just because I like that format. Um, but I I think I actually ended up liking it. I I think I watched it maybe a year or two ago, over a year ago now, mm-hmm. and I think I actually ended up liking it more the first time I watched it than on the rewatch of it. Um, might have also been to do with just the mindset that I had when I watched it the first time, because I'm pretty sure I did watch it at night the first time, whereas my rewatch, I didn't want to fuck with any of that, so I watched it in the morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, So, but in, in general, I think I, it's a movie that isn't, it's not as bad as other movies that try to do the same thing, but yeah. I definitely have my moments where I'm like, kind of sh- shaking my head. You know, it's weird, I just figured it out. Uh, the guy that plays uh, Matthias or Matthias or whatever his name is, uh, he was in another movie eerily similar to this. He was in Searching. Oh, nice! Ooh. That movie's amazing. Isn't that, that movie's weird, great. though? Like very similar in terms of like that screen life subgenre. I mean, it's not like there's a whole lot of movies in that subgenre, but I just find it interesting that he was in both of them. So, uh, and they both came out the same year too. Yeah, they did. Twenty eighteen. So, so weird. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Stephen, what's the first time you watched this movie? Uh, first time I watched this one is when Universal sent me the Blu-ray. Okay. Um, and I watched it, and it, it's it's interesting to know that this is uh, produced by Timur Bekmambetov, who did like the Night Watch, Day Watch, Wanted, those kind of movies. Um, because I mean it's Blumhouse, yeah, but it, I I thought it was interesting that Timur uh, produced this one as well. Um, and I I I mean my after watching it because I was not a huge fan of it. There's things that I like in it, 
but all, overall not a big fan of the movie but um i think a big degree uh of the t- takeaway for me where, where it started to fail for me is that it took the supernatural element from the first movie out and it decided that it was just going to be more about like sinister know-it-all hackers almost um yeah. which i i thought was a little bit of a step down um and then i i mean re-watching it for the for the show um I'd already just watched Host like less than two months ago, and that movie I think is phenomenal and way just like way more effective. Yeah. Um. So I always had that lingering in my thought, and as as long as we're talking about cast right now, we have to mention that Betty Gabriel is in this one. Yeah. Who yes. is incredibly memorable for Get Out. Yes. Mm. So. It's um... interesting that you mention. Oh, now I have. I had a thought, and now I kind of forget where I was going with that. Oh, oh uh, the supernatural thing. It's interesting that you mentioned they got rid of the supernatural thing because when I first watched this movie, I thought that there was supernatural shit going on. Me too. The, I was expecting it to be. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the swerve, the, right? The, the yeah. glitching and the artifacting and all that stuff that happens on the lives or the, the calls and everything, that so much made me think, oh, this is definitely a ghost because yeah. you can't do that. You can't do that. Technologically, you can't. And so there's always been a part of my brain that's like, this is definitely still a ghost movie, even though I know it's not. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. It definitely has this ethereal element to it that like feels not based in reality. And it's it's weird that like they try to like circle back around to it being reality-based when it's like, eh, it doesn't quite feel that way. Um, if they had just taken out like that ghost stuff almost, then, mm-hmm. then I think it would make me feel less disconnected from it just because that did really take me out of it it was it just kind of stepped over that line to the point where you were like this couldn't like it it, they couldn't do that though (laughs) yeah like you yeah like it's creating a field around it would have been just as scary if it's a guy in a mask Mm -hmm. like like in the background if they just had the whole screen go glitchy instead of just one figure in it, like that would still work and kind of make sense, you know? And and you could reasonably say, oh, maybe they're, they're carrying some sort of device that can, you know, fuck with the signals. Yeah. Like I could easily justify that shit, but I, I couldn't yeah. really do it in this case. For sure. Um, yeah, first time I watched it was a screener from Blumhouse. And... I don't, I think like Dan and Steve, you'll you'll know this 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 feeling, but like sometimes to get a screener, you gotta tell them like some BS that's like I'm really looking forward to this movie or something. Mm-hmm, You're like mm-hmm. I need the screener and like gotta maybe kiss a little bit of butt to get the, the screener. So I was like, yeah, I was a big fan of Unfriended and I want to like watch the sequel. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Can't wait to review it. They sent me it, and then I watched it and I hated it. And I sent back my review and I'm like. By the way, I gave this half a star out of five, and I think they hated me. <laughs> 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 um, did you? What, how much? Like, did you love? Love? I guess we should address the first one. Did you love it? Because I think I only saw that one once, and I don't recall loving it. But I didn't dislike it either. I, I don't I, think. I I. I think I remember giving it like around like three out of five, something like that, like or six out of ten, like very just like slightly um, above mediocre. 
I think like mm-hmm. what I like mm-hmm. about the first movie, tying it into one of my all time favorite movies, Friday the Thirteenth, of uh, the idea of ten- teens misbehaving and being taken out by an unknown killer. It, it the first Unfriended is more in a way it it is that that um, screen life kind of subgenre, but it also is a little bit more of a slasher movie too. Whereas this mm-hmm. movie drops that entirely, and it's not. I mean, I guess it kind of is in some way, but then they kind of take away the veil and then you end up, you find it's like that Sharon group or whatever. So I know mm. it kind of ruins that a little bit. It would be like if in one of the Friday the 13th, you find out that like Jason is secretly like a bunch of QAnon guys and you're like, oh, boy, not like this, boys, not like this. I kind of uh, need that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jason would definitely be a mega hat kind of guy, you know, mm-hmm. like Trump would be like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to definitely drain the swamp. And he'll be like, great. Cause there's all these people having sex in my swamp. So I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Shrek thing too. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the first one was basically that like the, the, this group of like friends had both online bullied and in real life bullied uh, a girl who killed herself. If I'm not mistaken, yes. and now it's basically her ghost that's haunting their group chat online. Yeah. Versus this, this one we find out this guy finds this laptop that that has a portal or access to uh, a nefarious corner of the dark web, uh, and it turns out that the person whose laptop it was was killing people, basically doing some hostile shit for hire to make snuff videos to sell and now they're basically caught in the grips of of these this group controlling it it's yeah. starting to the longer i talk about it, the less sense it actually is kind of like making yeah as i say it out loud because yeah. it's all a group playing a game basically mm-hmm. even the guy who we think is is you know um like the, the guy who nora or whatever the guy whose laptop he actually takes or charmed mm-hmm. for um, yeah. It's still part of it. Like it's all one big ruse to basically get these guys, these unsuspecting people, killed in all kinds of uh, gruesome ways. Yeah. yeah. And, you know and- what would have been cool for this is if we didn't, if this movie wasn't filmed from Matthias Matthias's perspective, but from one of his friends, and you got to kind of go along yeah. with them. Out, oh, is Matthias oh, yeah. in on this? Is he not? Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was just a random thought that I had, but that would have been really cool. Well, and instead they dumb down Matthias right away because uh, even before we even get to dumbest decision, the fact that he's pulling this weird laptop out of a lost and found is like okay, it, you, it's believable. It's fifty fifty on that one. Like okay, it's a lo- it's a lost and found or whatever, a free laptop. But he's gonna take this new laptop that she knows shit absolutely shit about, and he's going to use it to complete can can. Uh, like continue working on his new sign language app and stuff it's like fucking come on man you're a fucking developer and you don't you can't put two and two together on this shit yeah if he's a programmer you think he'd be just like slightly better i'm gonna put my i'm gonna put my new program on a possibly corrupted unknown laptop like are you 
Well, how smart of a developer are you at this point? No, he, he's pretty moronic. And like, you know, for my day job, like I work in the tech industry and there, there's just some obvious things that he doesn't do, like formatting the computer or like mm-hmm. running a basic yeah. scan. He's basically like, oh, cool, computer here. I'm just going to start he's, installing my program. He's, yeah, he's click and go with this computer. And it's yeah. like. You this is the are, default are, question mark account. Doesn't even create yeah, one for himself. No, <laughs> they they're like because because we're watching his entire interface. We're seeing his complete interaction with this brand new to him laptop that obviously has a fucking history to it, and yeah. he doesn't clue in on it until it's way 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 too late. Yeah. Well, and he logs in with all of his own personal accounts on mm-hmm. someone else's yeah. laptop. Like yeah. if that thing is ever going back to its original owner. You have no idea, like, unless you actually do a, a restall or reinstall or reset it or whatever. Like, that just seems security 101, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's interesting that, like, I think this movie would have benefited from having him not be the protagonist. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think if this movie would, like, say you put Amaya as, like, the protagonist, I think the movie would have benefited. Like, he's just not likable or realistic, really. And, like... I find it weird that the movie decided to make him the protagonist because I just don't think he's the best choice for one. But I don't yeah, know. It's, it's just interesting because I think at the same time too, like you maybe need somebody who's a little dumber to go along with something mm-hmm. like this. So like if yeah. I guess if you put like a Maya in or somebody else, they probably would like formatted the machine, and that would have been the end of the movie. But. So, yeah. yeah, well, and, and it seemed like they wanted to try and do something cool with like, oh, he has uh, a deaf girlfriend. And so it's going to take like, there's going to be communication barriers. But most of the time when they were showing their communication issues, it was mostly just frustrating. Like it didn't really feel too much like it was adding an extra, it did add a little bit of extra danger, I guess, to it, but it didn't mm. feel quite like it was, I don't know, it just wasn't all there for me. And it just kind of seemed like it, it was a, a bit messy, I guess. Yeah. With that stuff. Do you feel um, uh, it's it's interesting because I, I I obviously seen this. I guess it came out twenty twenty eighteen. So I'm assuming sometime that year or in twenty nineteen. I'm um, showing it to to my wife last night. She watched it with me, and just how structured she was. She was like, "Oh yeah, this could like this came out when was this? Seems like it could be a twenty twenty one movie. Like mm-hmm. it, it's eerily more timely." now in this mm-hmm. in this strange way yeah. um because before it's like this it was a gimmick and now it's like oh yeah this is how we live life yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, just seeing everything like through through this screen i mean you take out you basically take out one line one or two lines where they basically say oh yeah uh we're gonna choose to not hang out tonight let's just do it on our laptop it's i'm lazy and you gotta take the bus you take that out and it's basically <laughs> like covid yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, is really kind of odd. Even the stuff about, although it was talked about then, it's talked about more now, like uh, w- with Bitcoin and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just very, I don't know. Uh, they couldn't have predicted that. But, you know, when this came out in 2018, and, and again with searching, which I liked a lot, it was still kind of tough to tell to convince anybody that it's worth their time. So like, wait, hold on. It's just like I'm doing everything on a screen. Like I'm watching a computer. Mm. Like there's no movie. You know what I mean? Um, and, and now I, it is. It is like okay, maybe there would be some sort of a resurgence if maybe it were a bit more of an overall memorable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
but uh, that's just one of the things that, that really struck me. I mean, I'm not part of the dark web, so I don't know how current it is. But <laughs> well, I don't know if that was really representative of the dark web necessarily anyway. No, so. no. It, it was like a hyper version, a no. hyper, a hypersensitive and almost half research version of it. But okay. I mean, as far as format use and everything, uh, I mean, let's take it now to appreciate how well that searching did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, yeah. uh, I mean, as far as effectiveness on, on every level, I, I think searching is a goddamn masterpiece in just construction and, and making it feel... Like, there are parts that don't feel super realistic and stuff and feel, like, obviously contrived for the movie sense, but it's still, by your by by the point that that starts to happen, you're so fucking on board that it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I do think searching is probably the better film, but I, I do have to say, I did find at least in rewatching this, there was a certain kind of like sleazy charm to this movie that like, yeah. Kind of enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Like I, if searching is like the refined model date, uh, unfriended dark web is like the, the girl at the bar. That's like a little too drunk. And you're like, you're a little, little tipsy. The, yeah, it, it's not refined. It's not polished. It, 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 it's, but is it at least still entertaining? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got that grimy quality to it. Yes. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Like a ho- yeah. hostile at times, which is nowhere near yes. like that. And I'm, I really, really dislike the hostile movies, but that kind of like, <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a hole in somebody's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was. I. I mean, there was a part of me though that was like, would someone be alive after this? Like, is that <laughs> yeah, even yeah, possible? Right. Yeah. Well, it was just, creepy and creepy. Gerbils. But... They put like some kind I, of. Like, I, well, I assume it's a gerbil that's going in there or something. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. 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 That reminds me of that I, Eminem song. Richard, Anyways, <laughs> Richard geared it. I. Well, and, and and to to I don't want to tip my hat too early on on one of the awards we give out here, but there's there there is some ingenious stuff in the in the the movie that I definitely appreciated on the second time through. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh. We have one email from Gordy who says there are many endings to the movie. You should watch all of them. They are satisfactory in different ways. Yeah. What? Three. Yeah. Endings? There are three. At- Three alternate endings. There's the buried alive ending. There's the they earned it uh, M4V ending, and then there's the suicide ending. Yeah. Where? How do you do you? I, Gordy, the man. <laughs> this so is These are probably on YouTube at this point, but the well, yeah, they're probably, they might they might be, but they might be. I I only know them because they're on the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray. and I watched them um, when I initially watched this movie when I got it for review. I watched all three of the different endings. And yeah, I, I would yeah. agree with him. They all have like a different, um, the buried alive ones fucked up. Like it, it's yeah. a pretty fucked up ending. Um, the secondary one, they earned it. I feel is just a little like, like, uh, well, we just kind of could do whatever we want type thing. And then, um, and then the, the, the last one I think is a little more open, open ended. Yeah. Wait, hold, hold on one second. So I was trying to immediately, I'm like, I gotta like dial this into my phone. And I remember reading about this when this came out, that mm-hmm. it hit theaters with two different endings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. So which one uh, has Taylor or, or Curry, have you, like, have either of you seen these other endings? Steve, are you I, the only one? I haven't I seen them, like, watched them. I've read about them, I think. And it's so interesting because in the movie, at some point, they bring up to, like, it's all a game. It's all a, this is an alternate reality game. And I feel like that having multiple back. endings ties so well into that, too. Yeah, I think this is a movie that could have gone a few different ways for the ending. And, and it's interesting to see that they, they do that. I've seen all of the endings, I guess, like, well, the four in total. And um, yeah, I think like uh, they're all slightly nihilistic in one way or another, which I kind of enjoy. That's one thing about <laughs> this movie that I kind of like is, you know, that sort of ending that like it's not a good ending. There, there's it's very bleak. Yeah, even like the default ending of um, Matthias uh, get or Matthias. I think it's actually three. Yeah, I don't think it's four. Never mind. I think it's three. But there's the one where he gets hit by the van. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in the the film, like the yeah. That's the right? default ending. Um, and then there's one it's someone that's on Netflix. Yeah. And then there's the one where he, Matthias, goes into the warehouse to find Amaya, and she's not there, and he picks up a gun to, like, kill himself. And then there's, like, a little poll that goes up, like, will Matthias kill mm-hmm. himself? Um, but you Which seems out. a little too, like, like how did they? Ha- how does the internet poll have any effect on that? Yeah. I mean, oh, they're, they're, they're betting, like, I think, in that yeah, case, Yeah, I think right? it's more of a oh. bet, yeah. Like, like whether Because you see their screens... Where they have like the overs and unders on like how many times will Matthias cry and stuff yeah. like that, <laughs> which is kind of kind of like completely darkly hilarious. Yes, yeah. but, you know, all these things. Um, the they earned it ending is like slightly more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, although, because like I think at the end Amaya and Matthias are released, but you don't. It kind of cuts before like you find out what happens to them. Because it's not like it's slightly more positive, but it doesn't quite clearly say, "Oh, this is what happens to them after this." Um, yeah, uh, and then yeah, there's the buried alive ending. So, yeah, this this movie's got well, a lot of endings. Um, I think out of all of them, the one with Matthias just getting hit by the van is probably the one that I think works the best. I mean, that's the one that I think ultimately I think. You know, they chose that one as like the default ending. I kind of agree with that. I think that one works the best. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because Matthias is not a likable character. So seeing him get hit by the van, I'm like, okay, you know, hate to say this, but you know, I wasn't a really big fan of him. So I, I think <laughs> it was interesting that yeah, he doesn't quite make it out of the movie in one piece. So. Well, I think it makes sense for who he was fighting against too. I mean, they've already killed all of his friends. Why would they stop with him? You know or Amaya or whatever. So it, it, to me, it logically just makes sense too, that they would finish the job. Well, I think like there's the, yeah, the one ending where like they decide that they, that they should be free, but uh, I, I don't quite, it doesn't quite make sense. Like you say, like that, that one's kind of a weird one. It's like, well, if you've killed everybody, why would you stop with one person or two people, I guess, technically, but yeah, it's uh yeah, I, I personally like the ending that they have in it already. Although it is kind of co- interesting to see that they put an interesting one, or different ones. If they ever did a third film, I wonder if they would pick up on a different ending than the one they have in there right now. 
because um, you see that sometimes like even with uh don't breathe they like there's that the alternate ending which seems to be at least at this point canonical to uh the rest of the franchise so oh it's kind of interesting that these alternate endings makes things interesting mm-hmm. at least so mm-hmm. um best line in the movie does everyone have a favorite line I think I only wrote down one because there wasn't a ton of dialogue that I was like, no. oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, the only one that I wrote down was one of his friends at one point when he when Matthias has, like, told everyone what is going on. Yeah. Um, one of his friends is just getting mad at him. He's like, what do you think he was going to do? You think he was just going to take the laptop and walk away? Like, when they're talking about bringing it back to him. And that was, like, maybe the one line that really stood out to me is, like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think most of the dialogue kind of just around that, around like um, when he tells his friends initially and they're freaking out and being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's probably the better dialogue of the movie. Yeah. And, and I think it is du- like during that time where like the, the one line that stood out to me only because then it gets like used with, with like kind of this like devilish kind of twist at the end again is uh, when they're like, Okay, so they're going through this thing, and then he tells all his friends so as to like not get in trouble with the bad guys. Like, no, no, no! Like, this is just a game. It's not all real. And they say, "Why would you do that?" And he says, "It is game night." And then, yeah. and then at the end of the movie, when he's begging with like the evil group of the dark web peoples, he says, "Why would you do this?" And then they just replay that clip of him from earlier, saying, "It is game night." Yeah, yeah. That was my vote. That was mine. That was my vote. Yeah, that was mine. I, I would also say the uh, the AJ line as well, where he's like, and where he's like uh, trying to you know run down what it could possibly be and everything, and he's like, he's basically talking about bigger conspiracy than just government conspiracy, and he's like, it's the Cicadans, it's the Bilderbergs, when he's like going like yeah. super oh, yeah. weird <laughs> Illuminati mode. Yeah, I like that too because it's then it's so fitting the way that AJ goes out and again. Mm. The hat that's the that's my favorite like out of this movie is his you, you and i are uh, double voting on two categories now yeah just let's just tease that spoiler that's gonna yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> because it's such a, it's such a terrifying thing now that people are doing to to people on the internet i mean it's happened to david hogg it's happened to, to multiple people that that it, it's it's a really serious thing yeah um I mean, it makes it darkly humorous in the movie. Yeah, but it, it it's it's a it's a serious fucking problem. And my God, if something like that happened and you were black or Asian or Hispanic or something, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. So, Kurt, did you did you have a line? Uh, Other than, apparently, between three people, we've been able to find two lines. That were. I, I like <laughs> it's not the most memorably written dialogue in the no song, no right? it, it, it Quite is the script. I wrote down uh, when AJ says, dude, this is dark web. Because I just yeah. thought it was so stupid. I love it, though. That counts, as, that counts as the moment when they say the title in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did the Peter Griffin, like, hey, he said the title of the movie. <laughs> now, if all the AJ said, dude, this is unfriended dark web, then, you know. Yeah, yeah that would have been great. That would have been great. Tied it all in. Just, just get, like, real cheesy with it. Um... <laughs> Oh, go ahead, Dan. Oh, I, it's, uh, one thought that just popped into my mind real quick that I wanted to ask because I, I never really thought about this. What was up with all 
the messages that the, the Facebook account was getting about like, oh, you said you were going to like um, buy me the ticket. Were, were they like tr- like trafficking people to, to kill in their little hostile games? Or was that just like some more scammery stuff that, that they were doing? I, I kind of took it as, yeah, like they were laying bait for other people to come mm-hmm. out. And okay. Like okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe like getting people out to... I don't know under or I don't really understand why that would be an easier tactic than doing it locally, but you know, right? Then just going into somebody's bedroom and being like, "This neighborhood kid will do." They're like, "All right, I'm gonna get some to come on over." Yeah, I, I wasn't sure just exactly, but um, yeah. certainly at the at the start when that comes up, regardless if it doesn't tie in, when that first shows up, you're like, "Whoa, that's kind of some really creepy stuff." But. Mm-hmm. I took that to mean that like maybe there's like some sort of like bounty type thing where somebody's like paying them to like take out somebody. That's what I kind of took it as. Uh, uh, that was what I was thinking at least, but I don't know. The movie doesn't quite want to explain these things. Yeah. It could be something else entirely, but I was like, Oh, it's just the dark web guys. It's just, they're just doing dark web things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all part of the job, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Paying the bills. Uh, best performance in this movie. Oh gosh, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. These are, these are, this is like picking from the bottom of the barrel. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have to, I have to say Nari just because of the actor who plays her. You know, like that yeah. there isn't really anyone else that I'm like, oh, that was a great performance. Other than I guess yeah. uh, the AJ friend, I thought that he his character was played really well because he just seemed like one of those guys that would go off on a podcast about mm. random conspiracy bullshit, you know? Uh, yeah. I I really liked uh, the, the actress who played Serena, Nari's partner. Serena's the one with the sick mother. Mm. Um, right, yeah. I, I thought she was very good. Okay. Gosh. Yeah, I guess I would go with Betty Gabriel by default because she's probably like the most well-known actress and like mm-hmm. she does she does a decent job but yeah it's like she's she's this is not her best performance by a long no lot. like mm-hmm. and really I'm only choosing her because I I can't really think of any other performance that was like really that great but this is not a performance type movie this is not you know no. like this is not going to show up on anybody's uh, Oscar reel anytime soon I don't think so. And that's okay. That's uh, you know sometimes that's that's part of the part of the charm. <laughs> um, cool. Any other performances that stand out, or is just kind of like a nah? I say Betty. I say Betty Gabriel, but I mean that's just residual get out talking to me. <laughs> so this came out. Oh man, oh man, shedding a tear in that. No, 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 like that. Oh my god. That was yeah. Yeah. Scene. I know it's in the trailer and it's an easy it's an easy one, but god damn, it's that scene's so effective. Yeah. Um cool. Uh on to best kill. Uh and uh I'm going with AJ. If only because Oh yeah. The idea of like taking a real life thing like swatting and actually putting mm-hmm. incorporate into the movie in an interesting way. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, me too. And I've never seen Death scary. by Squat. Yeah, like, yeah, and it, it's it's a, I, and I almost feel like like I said before, I alluded to it before it. It almost feels like commentary before commentary, 
because mm-hmm. it is that that one has to be the most real life terrifying bigger than any kind of dark web internet conspiracy thing the fact that somebody can have basically armed fucking goons showed up at your house kick down your door and shoot everybody in the house yeah fucking terrifying because i mean it's using that which is quote unquote supposed to protect you i mean unless you're unless you're not white um and and turn that against you is fucking crazy Mm -hmm. i uh and, and 2020 has been a year uh where i i think globally we're like yeah what the fuck with these fucking cops and everything and this fucking carte blanche thing that they can do um it's just even scarier now yeah i think for me at least too like it did it did kind of feel too like in terms of like the kill and all of that it felt a little weird that the cops got there so soon mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably like the most unrealistic part of that i was watching and all of a sudden like like they make the call and the cops are there like almost instantaneously and i'm like well no i think there's a line he says yeah he says oh they placed that call 10 minutes ago oh was there okay okay well that i guess explains it because i was like it's like it's like someone watched it and went hold on a second they get there a little too early let's just have him just record a quick little line we'll just stick in adr that line in yeah (laughs) but like it's you know, and the thing with that too is like I don't, I don't know how actually easy it is, but like I worked with a guy who could make like on our network like the our um, my Mac speak from his. I don't know how he did it in his his computer wizardry ways, but I assume it couldn't have been that hard. So for basically this guy's death to be sealed by somebody just basically hacking his computer and playing an audio file mm-hmm. is so simple. And yet, so devious that it makes like the simplicity. It makes it like feel so much more clever. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and don't forget, I don't like at the end. I don't remember if it's before or after the credits, but no, I think it's right before, right at the end of the movie, when they're showing all the other members of this circle or whatever who are coming up to the screens and like turning the computers off. Mm-hmm. One of them is a cop. Like they very clearly insinuate that there are police officers in on this circle dark oh, web bullshit you know so i didn't catch that yeah so there's like it it like right at the end it, it like really just solidifies that there's stuff going on behind the scenes and these people might not have had any chances to really get away from it you know like yeah. there was a lot going on behind the scenes of this supposed game that they were playing yeah cool plus uh, it's kind of like you know in terms of like because it is a horror movie there's not a whole bunch of, uh, save for the shot of the, the girl's the hole in her head at the end, not a lot of gore. So um, even when we see, like, okay, we see somebody get hit by a bus or hit by a van, somebody's pushed off a roof, uh, they hang, oh, that's a pretty gnarly kill when they, they we watch the one guy getting hanged. Mm. Um, while they're typing out his suicide, his fake suicide note, that that actually mm-hmm. yeah, kind of a kind of a hard thing to watch. Um, and then how does Serena go? 
She goes on camera, but like slightly off. I think right after they show her mom and oh, uh, her... yeah, somebody just shows up, right? And like, yeah, kills her. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, are we all in agree- agreement that death by swatting is? Mm-hmm. I think so. Four to four vote on that one. It's the I most think so. inventive. I, I think yeah. like it just in. The rest of the movie, the kills are pretty standard. I mean, I hate to say it, but even like pushing someone in front of a train is not that inventive. I I did feel like it was the most creative out of all of the ways that you could like incorporate kills into a movie like this. I I, I just, I don't know. It's, there's not a lot of creativity here that's like not original, at least to some, or, you know, some large degree. It takes. that was for me the exception where I was like, okay, I don't think I've seen anything like that before. So it takes full advantage of the format too, because yeah. you know the rest the rest of the time we're watching like, okay, here's security footage or an angle of this person getting pushed in front of the train. Here it's like, okay, what if someone were just sitting on their laptop and wanted to do this? What is the steps that they would? What are the steps that they would take mm-hmm. uh, to go through with it? And just watching and following along with, okay, well, first I'd look up uh, this guy's last name. And I'm going to edit the audio like this. And I'm going to use this app. Um, it was just kind of like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it was really creepy because it makes it feel like, like again, not easy. But like, oh, this is something that pretty much anybody, if they were so inclined to really, really do it, could do. It's not like, all right, I'm going to have to get a mask or a weapon or something. It's, they would just need their laptop in their brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Dumbest decision. I think we all. The fucking laptop. Yeah. The fucking <laughs> laptop. <laughs> Matthias, you doomed everyone. You fucking moron. Yeah, I was gonna take it a step further and say even just the laptop. Being friends with Matthias is a yeah. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck thought it was a good idea to fucking friend Matthias? Wait, Jesus. Taylor, are you saying that they should have unfriended? Matthias? No. Oh, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> you, you know what? I thought like, okay, clearly that's like just the dumbest thing to do, but I was going to challenge myself because that takes place before the movie. So I was like, all right, if I just accept that as like, okay, here it is. What's the dumbest thing someone does in the movie? And uh, I don't know. For, for me, if anything, if there's anything, it's like, you know, well, yeah, it's just maybe AJ shouldn't be such a loud dumbass just him being kind of annoying probably got himself killed more than anything but like for me going back to serena it's her uh defiant little no i will not choose like that's come on you could have saved one life now you gotta kill three (laughs) like you're selfish you can't possibly (laughs) think that good things are gonna happen if you don't do it you know right yeah like say goodbye to to your fiance and your mother but hey at least a little rest easy knowing that you know your conscience was in the right place well and (laughs) honestly it would have been a little more terrifying if she had chosen and they still killed everyone regardless yeah Yeah. and it's like then it's that little thing of like oh they're not just getting back at her because of this they literally don't care and they are going to kill everyone you know Mm. yeah i would even say like I don't think him grabbing the laptop is necessarily a bad idea. Cause you know what? Like, you know, it's in the lost and found. Nobody's picked it up. Sure. But what I do think is stupid is that he didn't like format it or do anything. He just starts logging into his Facebook and emails and all this. And he's just like, all right, let's go. And it's like, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was 
them. And you're telling Ooh. me that like somebody who programs a, a, a computer program wouldn't know how to format a machine? Like, uh, no, that's. And, and what about uh, uh, what's his name? The British dude Damon or whatever uh, sets himself up by downloading all the material to his own machine, yeah. So that yeah. they're e- so like easily able to frame him posthumously, yeah. I guess, for all this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, dumb, dumb decisions made in this movie, but uh, I-, I think everything circles back around to Matthias and just how awful he is he really is and like even like when uh he's like you know trying to get his girlfriend to like try his program he's he's kind of a bit of a dick about it too like he's not like being completely like chill about it either he's just like getting frustrated easily and stuff and i'm just like oh boy and, and well, without yeah. saying anything he just fucks off from his friends and is like to you know to move the story along we'll go spend five minutes where he's just like staring with his like jaw open at his monitor like as he's scrolling through shit like that meanwhile his friends are still like talking with him like if you were his friends wouldn't you be like man you know something you're an asshole you just wander off into space don't say goodbye yeah. don't do any of this stuff and i like, mean I okay think- doing it on his terms now because it's kind of established just in general like he didn't go to that uh sign language class for his girlfriend he dropped out or something i feel like it's established yeah. that he just kind of is a a dick in general which is interesting for someone you have as who's supposed to be your protagonist in this movie um but it it really just didn't yeah i guess it kind of didn't really make me sympathize with him at all because it's like no this, this dude's kind of just fucking up everything right now yeah uh well i think it's time to rate unfriended dark web uh dan what would you give this movie a score of oh you know, despite all the, all, like, the longer you see, we seem to talk about it, the more it, it really makes it sound like the movie's just really dumb. <laughs> and <laughs> it makes me be like, how few times in my life have I watched something and said, I need to watch that immediately again, and this was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I actually give it, like, yeah, I'd still give it, like, a solid, like, seven. I, I really do think, as even though it's not that that great it is clever enough and it does use its format well enough uh in ways that we still you know um that still aren't really being tapped into um mainly because maybe they aren't that interesting but however especially now in 2021 it's like again maybe more effective seeing it again this year than it would have even been like in 2019 yeah but I still have a sneaking like appreciation for it and enjoyment of it. So yeah, I'm gonna stick it with a fair seven. Okay. Uh, Steve, what would you give this a score of? Uh, I mean, originally I probably would have been hanging near like a three out of ten. Okay. Uh, the rewatch brings it up to a five, and it's it's odd because because there are, there are a lot uh, there are a lot of people that are on the side of this movie. I mean, I've seen friends that are that have you know that went they went to you know uh, post secondary schooling for for criticism and 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 uh, film theory and all that stuff that love this movie give this movie this like a 4 out of 5 for them like they're super excited about it and i i'm definitely not there but i can see its merits i just i feel like the execution isn't 
quite what it should be. Uh, but yeah, that swatting thing is still fucking chilling. Um, mm-hmm. And they prob- yeah. seeing it again and in, in a new context, probably that's what boosted it for me. For sure. Uh, right. Taylor, what would you give this a score of? Um, This is kind of tough. I feel like after my first rewatch, I definitely would have given it like a 7 or an 8. I think mm-hmm. now, I think it might just be a little bit too internet hokey for me, where they really tried to make it look like deep dark web, and, and it just <laughs> kind of, it just kind of doesn't quite hit for me. Um, And with all like the, the glitching and stuff... I think I would still give this movie a six because I just still like the, the format in general and I do like what they tried to do. I like the alternate endings. I think having that is really cool and it plays into the whole this is a game thing where you can almost kind of like choose even though you can't really choose. But um, there were things about it that worked and there were little nuggets of things that I was like, oh yeah, that dude would definitely be online making that podcast 100%. And then <laughs> Like, like that thing, like there's little nuggets like that that make me go, oh yeah, internet culture for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other stuff that just makes me go, that's not like, really? Hmm? Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm going to give this a six out of 10. I think this movie, it, 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 it takes a lot to like this movie, I think, but it, it went <laughs> from like half a star to six, you know, that, that's, that's progress. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think this movie definitely suffers from having unlikable characters. And it's not just Matthias, but like I I found it Mm -hmm. hard to like any of these characters. And I think the the movie could have maybe done with like some better characterization, uh, maybe a little bit more of a tighter plot. But like, I think there's some cool ideas here. And if they ever did do a third movie, I think it'd be a good time to bring in like some new writers and somebody who could like really refresh it. Cause I think there's at the core here, like the bones of a great idea and a great movie, but it just gets hampered by a lot of just mistakes when it comes to like characterization and plot development. And I think, yeah, there, I would be interested to see if they ever make a third one of this. Although I kind of doubt it. It seems like they've, sort of just let the, the series kind of fall by the wayside, which is unfortunate. The first one made some money. The first one made some money and the second one did not. Well, I mean, they both technically made money because they were made for, you know, pennies. Mm. But yeah. I think worldwide, the first one did 60 some odd and, and the second one did 16 something. Right. But what do you, what, what do y'all, what do you think the third one would be if the first one was uh, ghosts and spirits haunting a, a chat group and the second one is the dark web manipulating the chat group. What what would the third be? I think the third one would have been host. Because host is host is like kind of a, a like oh, a, there you go. <laughs> you bring they zoom call and bring back um I mean, has everybody seen host? Yeah. Yes. I think that okay. I watched that that was a similar in concept where it's yes. yeah. And they hire a like a bunch of girls, and they're trying to do a seance type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, what they 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 bring they bring they inadvertently create something new just because the one girl's fucking with them and not taking it seriously, and so she ends up manifesting right. something that's brand new. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it kills them that all. Kind of cool. Well, and yeah. another interesting thing is that was there like a 
story link between Unfriended and this one. Like, I feel like they could have even renamed Unfriended Dark Web yeah. to another yeah. title and not have it part yeah, of the series. It's not, you know? it's not at all connected. Yeah, because I and even connection. like there have been other movies just in general made about you know, yeah, like the host. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Creepy Zoom calls and things like that. And you could have mm-hmm. easily named that one Unfriended something something, and it could have even still fit in this series or easily. Just, or just call it Dark Web or something. Like there is nothing yeah. Unfriended has nothing to do with it because yeah, that terminology has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever. It's, mm-hmm. it's that you know Hollywood IP. Like yeah. we could yeah, take this that's original all it is. idea, or if we slap yeah. that with the title, yeah. it's like I mean, Paranormal it, Activity presents the Ghost Dimension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't like remind that. me of that one. I think it'd be yeah. kind of. Like, <laughs> it'd be really <laughs> this bombed. It's like it still did, you know, sixteen million versus if you take like this exact same concept without the marketing machine uh, and that IP familiarity. We're looking at like you know. Um, a million you know what i'm saying for sure i I understand it's just disappointing sometimes yeah totally (laughs) it's just like it's like it's you share the same name and nothing else in your dna yeah i think if you wanted to make a third movie you would make it where you would just make it like really stupid because obviously like there's no way you're making like an intelligent follow-up to in front of dark web you make it where like you think these people are being like uh, toyed with and captured, and then you flip it where you find out they're hunting the dark web people. Ooh. Yeah, maybe that you could tie in like Fortnite or something instead, <laughs> instead of Skype or whatever. It takes place and everybody's logged in as their avatars. Just someone oh, in the background doing a dumb dance or something. I just want to go to like Blumhouse and just pitch them like the dumbest idea that I put no like research report site into and just see if they would approve it. Just be like, Unfriended meets World of Warcraft. <laughs> Unfriended yeah. the, the no. internet hunters and they'd be like, you know what, Kurt, we're approving this. This is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> internet hunters, oh my goodness. <laughs> now the only movie it tied into is Moonlight because Charon was really Chiron, which is the middle age of the main character in Moonlight. So it's really just an A24 crossover. (laughs) There's also a character in Fallout 3 with that name. So maybe it's also a Fallout 3 tie-in. Oh, (laughs) oh shit. Ubisoft Bioware. Or was it Bioware? No. No. Uh, Bethesda. No, uh, Bethesda. There we go. Bethesda. Yeah. Get the print money. (laughs) Slap all those logos on it. You got got free money. Exactly. You got it all. You got the crossover money. Um, cool. Well, Dan, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, on the internet. Like, the same place you can find, just at home? I don't just, go anywhere. Just start strolling Vancouver randomly until you find Dan. <laughs> yeah. They should just buy into the webcam feed like I do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait. Never you, mind. Never mind. You, you mean Dan's OnlyFans, right? That's, that's exactly what I meant. Competitors, that's right. So, uh, yes, as I mentioned, you can find me on OnlyFans or on, on here's that very clever for that part was a joke, but you can actually find me every Friday on Fox in the afternoons with Jeremy Baker doing what to watch, uh, and online on Twitter and Instagram at Dan Nichols. Nice. Jer Bear and the Danimal. 
That's right. That's a that's a combination. <laughs> Put us in the zoo in the next bad trip sequel. And oh, yeah. uh, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. There could be reshoots for Jackass 4, so, you know, if you want. We'll hey, there, there you go. go. Yeah. I know two people <laughs> who are down. Um, cool. Uh, Steve, where can people find you in the internet? Yeah, I'm at the Steve Dead on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm on uh, the shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursdays uh, on any chorus network across Canada at 11 p.m. Pacific time. And you can find my website, stevestepping.ca. Um, and keep your eye on that space and on my uh, my social medias because I am launching my own solo podcast, one that I've uh, actually had both uh, gentlemen that are on this show uh, Dan and Kurt on, and uh, I have Taylor on my list to uh, to have on in a future date if she's open to that. Um, and I mean, there's not really a box that I could put um, my show in, though. Between you two guys, there was definitely a lot of movie talk, but uh, definitely a lot of broader stuff to that because we've tapped into heavier subjects, tapped into podcasts as a whole. I mean, there was a lot of stuff between you two guys that 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 do definitely go outside the box, so I'm excited for people to check those episodes out. Uh, and even if they don't, hell, it's almost just my own kind of, like, diary anyway, so uh, take it as you will. There we go. And Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Not a lot of places. I just exist, mostly, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm on... The dark web. The river, right? Yeah, I'm in the, the dark river. web, yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely not. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, which is close, maybe, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't uh, I don't use them super often. Maybe in the future one day I will. Uh, my username is Circeanic, and then if I do ever do anything of interest, I usually post about it on my blog, which is circeanic.home.blog. Nice. Nice. Uh, I'm over at threeingrunners.com. Got content going up almost every day. Uh, and then I'm over on Letterboxd, uh, Fatal Koala. We're slowly going to be putting out a letterbox page for Three Angry Nerds. And I think I mentioned this on the previous episode, but we're going to try to get some Trumple stuff up on, on there too. Nice. So, yeah, cool. It's, it's cool. It's uh, something that Letterbox is just putting out as like a pilot program, but basically it'll be you know, you can see reviews from people who are on like the three angry nerds network and stuff. And we can put up lists and all, a bunch of cool stuff. So that'll be exciting. Can't wait to share more of that when we have that live and uh, yeah, looking forward to our next recording where we're going to talk about reanimator and the fly, a good body horror double feature. So that'll be a fun one until next time, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>